You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Justin, we have made it one year. One freaking year. Wow. Here we are. 52 weeks. Episode yeah. 52. It's a big yeah. one. Yeah, there's a... Uh... There's a lot of excitement revolving this episode, and so much excitement that Brian and I have decided to do a marathon today for recording, uh, which is super exciting. We're gonna do, we're gonna do. Two. Are we breaking the Guinness Book of World Records? We might. Right now, we might for recording two and a half episodes today. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. You'll learn more about it. Um, but yeah, this is this is exciting. Yeah, fifty-two, number fifty-two. Welcome back to the Quest for One Hundred. As always. I'm Brian, and joined by my partner in crime, Justin. Mm-hmm. We've been in your ears for hopefully 52 straight weeks. Yes. Or at least somewhere around 52 hours, yes. something like that. Something like that. And uh, we're back. Yeah. We're back, and you know, I wanted to preface you know, why we, we have this marathon is because you know, there's, a, there's a little bit of an asterisk to this 52 episode because... Our very first episode we posted, I believe it was December 4th, yep. but I believe we recorded it a little bit earlier than right, that. Right, right. But still, I think because of this is the 52nd week or something like that, yep. we're basically in between a year between this podcast and the next. So we're going to have a special episode that gets dropped after this episode um, that just goes a little bit into the fun excitement of this last year and what some of our favorite memories were yeah but but what did we talk decide to talk about today well today is a special episode as every one of our 52 uh, is. It took you two minutes i know i know some some sometimes longer but um but this one is a, a little near and dear to you know loosely to brian and, and our our hearts but um uh, but we're talking microsoft we're today. nerds really yeah. we're, really we're nerds yeah we're, we're, we are nerds at heart. Anyway, Microsoft 365 days a year and their product. Yeah, so that's kinda, Office 365. Yeah, for sure. So we'll, we'll see how this one goes, and, and uh, I'm excited to get into the tech world. Yeah, but what have you been up to since last time, Justin? So for me, uh, last weekend or this past weekend, I actually, it's been a long time coming, but I went bowling uh, with some yeah. friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned it, maybe most likely out of embarrassment. The last time I went bowling, I it was probably a couple months ago, uh, and I had the worst bowling round I've ever had. It was like, I pretty much bowled like a 30. Wow. And That that takes talent to do. It, it does. And I've also bowled a 211, so <laughs> I, I've been... I don't know. It's it, I was I usually have a spin on my ball, yeah. and so uh, that for whatever reason, the last time I played, I I really was struggling to. Uh, my spin was working, but it was it was like super intense spin, and so I couldn't get it straight enough. Were the lanes too oiled? Yes, that that's what I'm blaming <laughs> it on. Um, couldn't get the groove. But I, I came in very timid this uh, this past weekend to bowl again because I had I was it was hurting me still. It was still an open wound. And uh, I actually did okay. I didn't. I didn't do great. I probably averaged around one twenty ish, um, which is okay. Yeah, fine. Yeah, that's um, fine. 
but yeah. uh, I held my own. We did some team play. I won't, my team won. That's all that mattered. Yeah. It did was you, fun, though. Did you have a ringer on your team? Uh, no. But we were all about the same averageness. Um, and we put like five bucks on it, so yep. it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. So, well, uh, since last time I went home to Pullman. That's right. And got to enjoy some, some time at home. I, I love Pullman. Small town college atmosphere there was a college football game there so i went to the football game um you know went back to my high school hung out with a lot of old friends just some good catch-up time and yeah that's really it i mean just love pullman do you have a lot of friends that are still there not really to be honest not really most of them have moved out of pullman because there's not really a whole lot to do there yeah in terms of if you don't work for the school or there's one other major company in in the city. Other than that, you probably aren't still there. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, I guess let's let's get into some uh, Microsoft 365 news. You're a newsman. I ever tell you otherwise, you punch me in the face. So I actually had looked up some news, and then I realized that I needed to update my news because of what happened yesterday and i don't even know if you realized what happened yesterday what happened yesterday so office 365 and off uh, microsoft teams actually went there was an outage for a good you know portion of of yesterday tuesday okay and so people couldn't log in or get in uh, um you know get into their accounts get yeah. their emails or anything like that and i'm not sure if it it's because of how i access my email but mm-hmm. I seem to be the only one at my office who even noticed that this outage was occurring. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Microsoft uh, came out and said that they were uh, doing a networking update and that the uh, update took down some of their services, including Microsoft Teams, Exchange Online, SharePoint Online, Yammer, and Skype for Business in parts of the U.S., Australia, uh, and Asia. And they were actually out for more than two hours yesterday. Wow, that's actually a very long time for this world. Yeah, and and so most of that uh, outage in the United States was centralized around the you know Seattle area, and then a little bit down in Southern California. But as I look at the uh, outage map, there's a massive swath of of area in Australia and Japan that were also impacted as well. So they eventually you know reverted back to the update, uh, the old update. Um, and you know fixed everything but the Microsoft Teams uh, workplace collaboration tool has surpassed two uh, excuse me 20 million daily active users and so that's a lot of people right. for two hours who have nothing to do yeah and and I think part of this had to do with the timing of everything like who it impacted the most like impacting the West Coast because it was about three or four o'clock. And I remember saying yesterday, I was like, oh, uh, I can't get into my email. I guess it's time to go home. Yeah. So it makes sense why there wasn't a whole lot of impact in, in the East Coast. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Australia is probably just coming online. So, yeah, there was a big outage yesterday. Interesting. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the uh, 20 million daily users because I did see, this isn't my article, but I did see that that note itself really boosted Microsoft as a um, staple because they're in kind of a heated battle against Slack. And so, uh, but they were actually up 
uh, more than 50% in four months, which is wild to me that that many people jumped onto teams yeah. uh, in that short amount of time. Uh, and now, so now they're, uh, Slack's really getting hurt uh, in the stock market. For those who don't know what Teams or Slack is, it's basically a communication system, messaging system for businesses. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's better. It's supposed to be better than email. So and it's like an instant messenger instead of a you know formal email, which they they have their uses uh, and they're they're very helpful. Um, so my my Microsoft news actually kicks over to a little bit more of of my passion. So this is self serving in a way, but I wanted to talk about the Play Anywhere, um, which is which is Xbox's new uh, initiative that they're doing. So Xbox's head Phil Spencer revealed that last week the um, in the XO one nine nineteen whatever. Uh, fan event that Microsoft intends for the Scarlet to support the Xbox Play Anywhere offering, which offers an easy way into the new console generation. So, the idea behind Play Anywhere is that when you play, when you buy a game, you're able to play it on any of your Microsoft platforms. Uh, so it saves the achievements, the transfers, all that stuff. So that any game you play on your PC or the Xbox One that's also available on the Scarlet will also be available for transfer on the new console. So Scarlet is the new console. Okay, um, that, that was going to be yeah, my question. Figured. I wanted to make sure I call that out. Uh, it's supposed to be released in 2020. They're calling it Scarlet right now, and they said that they haven't committed to that name, but they constantly use Scarlet every time they're talking about it, which is such a weird concept to me that you wouldn't have a name by this point. Like if you're actively talking about a new system, regardless – this new system coming out is going to have that feature, which is which is really pretty cool. They talked about how they could have had that technology for the Xbox One, and they just fell flat, or they didn't think of it, or whatever it was. Um, but now, you know, with how technology is and Microsoft being kind of the forefront of all of this, they're able to um, you know have interconnectivity within all your games. I know one of the things that I would love to be able to do, and I don't know if this necessarily solves it, as someone who plays video games. If, you know, my wife is using the TV, I would love to be able to take my controller and play it on my computer screen, right? Mm. Like screen mm-hmm. time is hard to find. And for video games in particular, I want to make sure I have like a decent size screen. Um, and that's what the, is it the Wii U? What's the, what's the new Wii system? I'm blanking on what it is. I'm not asking the wrong person. Yep. Uh, but the, yeah, the new, the new Wii system or Wii, the new uh, Nintendo, Nintendo. Yep. system um, has that, you know, ability to be like, oh, I don't want to play it on the TV. I can bring it onto my, you know, handheld console. Hmm. Sounds like you need a, another big TV. Well, that, that has been talked about. <laughs> and I tell, and my wife's the one that proposes it. And I say, no, we don't need two TVs on the wall. But her grandfather. Oh, not on the same wall. Well, where are you putting the TV? I don't know. You have other rooms in your house. Well, don't you? we have another TV in another room, but. It's partly, you know, I would say 70 to 80% of the time we're watching or doing the same thing. For the other 20 to 30% of the time, she's on her computer or her phone, or I'm on my phone. She's watching her shows on the. But we want to be together. That's kind of part of it. So just doing different things. Yes, hmm. basically. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that was the news is that uh, they're going to have this Play Anywhere feature in the Xbox. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's uh, do some dropping knowledge. 
as we normally do, and I always intro it this way. I'm the history guy, and Justin is the stats guy. Uh, I was literally just thinking about that. I was like, Brian always intros it the same exact way for a year, a year straight. There's, and it, it's not it's not due to a lack of creativity. It's just like it's unique that you've done it the same way every yeah. single time. You've committed to the bit. I've committed to it. <laughs> You're good. Committed to it. I like it. Just remind people who's doing what. Yeah, it's important. So I'll start with some history because that's how I intro it into my history. <laughs> So Microsoft started uh, in 19, well, excuse me, take a step back. Before Microsoft, in 1972, Bill Gates and Paul Allen uh, looked to make a business utilizing their shared skills in computer programming. So they st- uh, founded a, com- or a company called Trafo Data, which is a rudimentary computer to track and analyze uh, automobile traffic data. Okay. And weird start, but go ahead. Yeah, weird start. And then on, on April 4th, 1975, Microsoft, short for Microcomputer Software, uh, was founded. We fast forward a little bit to 1980, and they entered the operating system business with their own version of Unix called Xenix uh, or X uh, Xenix. Xenix. I think it's Xenix. Xenix? Yeah, I'm probably. You know, butchering that too, but I think it's Xenix. Xenix, okay. All right, I, I kind of had it right the first time. Uh, in 1981, IBM, IBM came out with the IBM personal computer, and it was running Microsoft's flagship operating system, MS-DOS. And this is really what launched Microsoft into the the you know operating system game and, and into this kind of global giant because of this partnership with IBM. Mm-hmm. And in uh, 1985, Microsoft Windows was launched. And shortly after that, in 1990, Microsoft Office was introduced as a productivity applications um, such as Word and Excel. And so they were getting, you know, expanding upon the operating system game. August 24th, 1995, we have Windows 95 was released and this is really the the big excuse me behemoth of a, a operating system and it came uh bundled with an online service of MSN okay which is email right or yep. was it okay yeah it, online like connectivity oh, okay. not just email okay. itself okay got it. uh but y- your ability to actually connect to the internet uh, in 2001, uh, Windows XP was released, and so was the Xbox, and so they entered into that uh, video gaming uh, realm as well. Wait, what year was this? 2001. Okay, 2001. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. In 2002, Exchange Server uh, was introduced, which is the first hosted exchange solution, you know, so people could transfer emails, data, information, all that type of stuff. 2007, uh, we saw the introduction of Vista and Microsoft Office 2007 was also released. And they started offering Exchange, SharePoint, and Live Meeting uh, to a few you know, um, large companies, uh, but a very select number of, of companies um, as they started to kind of get even more into this Exchange uh, realm of things and business. Uh, 2008, 
the business productivity uh, online suite was launched or BPOS, real sexy name there. Ooh, yeah. And this is really what we kind of know as the Microsoft Office 365. It will okay. it, it eventually came around to be Microsoft 365, which was launched in on June 28, 2011. They'd been beta testing it since about October of, of 2010, uh, but it was officially launched in 2011. So more just a, a comment as I'm just thinking about this stuff. Things like that, you know, I've, I've been in the business world for, I don't know, close to 10 years now um, in like legitimate businesses. And when there's like releases of technology like that, yep. it just makes me think that I'm old is one. Um, but just, I don't know, it's interesting to think about. And those are gonna, there's going to be a lot of these moving forward, too, where it's like, you know, do you, I mean, this is a bad example because it's not work related, but do you remember time before TikTok? And Correct. Like, those types of things Correct. that, you know, are in some cases very influential to our, even if they're not our age range, they're, um, it's very influential from a culture standpoint. Um, and those types of, you know, techno- technology drops, while not like we didn't live through the start of the internet or, you know, the first emails that went out, but, uh, but we're going through similar advancements with the cloud and with these um, new technologies. So I don't know. It just made me think about when you start naming these new technologies that are dropping when I was actually in the business world, it make, it's just weird. To yeah, it is. It is. Because, you know, in 2011, um, I was at the job I currently am at. And, um, you know, I'd been there for a couple of years. And although Office 365 doesn't seem to be a you know, major thing mm-hmm. in work now, when I really think about it, it is pretty massive. So, yeah. uh, you know, Office 365 basically brought together Microsoft's existing online services with this BPOS uh, online suite and made it this cloud service. So yeah. y- you can now utilize Excel online and right. keep it up to date regardless of what computer you go to or you can share it with other members of your working team. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things that we used to get done through email. Yeah. And we would email a copy and you would see the notes and the changes and all that kind of stuff are now completely cloud-based. And and I guess I didn't realize that it was so recent that that had happened in 2011. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it's pretty cool that, you know, you now have, you know, Word... Excel, Outlook, PowerPoint, you know, OneDrive, all of these applications with you regardless of where you go. And yeah, it's almost like it's funny because some people don't utilize it as yeah. they should. Right. Because they're so stuck in the old that, way that's, of things. And that's that's a great point because I am one of those people, you know, I use Microsoft every single day. I have I have the suite, I have Outlook, I do Excel, you know, all these things um, in my workday. But then when I go home, I often am shifting over to, to Google or, or some of the, you know, we use a Google, you know, slides uh, thing for our podcast where we could, if we wanted to use, utilize something with 365. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because, I mean, it, it, Google offers a very similar thing with Google Drive and Docs and Sheets and Slides. And it's interesting because it's not even utilizing 
other ser- services, it's really like there are still people who utilize Word on their desktop, you mm-hmm. know, and then will email that document to you, whereas they could just do it on Office 365 and right share it to you. And, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like, and you hit the nail on the coffin. Is that there? It is people are used to doing things the same way, and change is really hard. And unless they can truly see the impact of it in the me- right now. They're just going to keep doing it the same way, and I'm I'm one of those people. Like I I just I should be using it more. And, I just don't. And, and the thing that I would, you know, hit home to people is that Office 365 and and some of these other cloud services like the off- offerings of Google, you don't have to save. So right. there is never a moment oh, where that. you have to, you know, your computer dies and you lost all your data. Well, if you're doing it in Office 365 yeah. or one of these cloud services, is automatically updating and saving so maybe you let lose one word or a couple of words sure but you're never gonna lose a complete document man i man i have some uh, bad memories that just came in my head when you said that <laughs> and i i just yeah i actually remember a a massive work project that i was working on uh within powerpoint that was just a huge presentation and i i accidentally saved over it or oh, i did something yeah. yeah i think it was a save over and i just was I just screwed up, and and uh, luckily our IT group was able to come save the day and reboot the computer to an earlier time. But but again, like those are things that you shouldn't have to worry about anymore with yeah. with technology like this. Yeah. So we're at 2011 right now with the launch, and then in 2013, uh, in conjunction with the release of the Office 2013, they started to expand their offerings for Office 365. To include small businesses um, as well as uh, a mid-size plan and a pro plus plan. Also, they off- started offering a Office 365 home premium, which was really aimed at introducing this offering to home users um, so that they could also utilize the online suite. I'm, I'm just starting to smile because I'm like, should we do like hashtag not an ad? Because we're like <laughs> at a certain point, you're just we're we are promoting Microsoft and their products, but that's kind of the history, right? Yeah, like we're just going through. It. I, I gotta say though, I do not know how much the Office 365 Home Premium would cost you. Wow, I don't know, but look it up on Microsoft.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and then the last thing that I have to offer is that around this time period, 2013, 14. They also integrated Yammer, uh, which is a social media platform that they acquired from from buying them out. So it, it is. Um, I, I didn't think about this until now either. But you see a lot of the tech companies jump in and buy other, you know, tech companies. That happens a lot with Microsoft, I'm sure. Um, but then the social side of things, Microsoft really hasn't done much in that field. I mean, you see. The Facebook eating up the Instagrams and the trying to eat up Snapchat and, you know, all these other platforms kind of eat each other. Um, And as big as Microsoft is, and they're not that far removed from the social world, you know, they're more business centric. Do Uh, they own? Well, I think. Who owns LinkedIn? I do not know. I'll have to look that up. Go ahead. But but I would say their their entry into the social world was kind of the Xbox and the Avatar. Sure. I don't 
I don't know what kind of world you would call that, but the the um kind of the gaming world. They do. They own they own LinkedIn. Oh. I take everything I said back. <laughs> I mean it's still it's it's honestly it's the perfect match because it, they are a business company yeah. that now own a business social platform. It makes a ton of sense. When did they buy it? Uh recently though. I, I do remember reading an article, that's why it popped in my head. Let's see if there's a year that pops up. Uh two thousand sixteen? Oh wow. Yeah. So pretty recent. All right. Yeah, I mean there's there's so much to Microsoft. Obviously the history you know, you breeze through, uh, you know, influential time in, you know, technology's history and Microsoft and, you know, um, Bill Gates and Paul Allen, like they played such a crucial piece to um, to what we what we do today uh, in so so many facets. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, breeze through as well. Some of the stats here. I could go a million different places with this. I'll so I'll bounce around a little bit. Um but so actually, I found this out. I, uh, Microsoft shares are at uh, $150 a pop, which is the highest that it's ever traded for. This is in part because of you know the news that just dropped um, with Teams uh, being so really just taking over Slack. Uh, but I thought that was a pretty cool point that at this point right now, this is the highest that it ever the share has ever been. They currently have 144,000 employees. And around a 60% of the employees are located in the United States and 35% are in our state of Washington. Wow. Yeah. So there's, I mean, this is the home base. This is partly why this is kind of a, a good topic for us as they are in our home base and our home crowd. And so we're familiar. I I know I have friends that work for Microsoft and know people that work for Microsoft. Their campus is massive, by yeah. the way. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, they're out of Redmond. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So, and then there are more than 900 million devices running Windows 10 right now. I don't, again, I don't have comparison metric there, but that just seems like everyone. <laughs> um, pretty much if you have a computer. Do Apple products have Windows? Okay. So as long? No. As long as you don't have a crappy Apple product. Whoa, then whoa, whoa, you will have whoa. a good uh, running system, OS system. Anyway, so a couple things. Uh, I wanted to look at some market share. I'd like to point out that there's three Apple products on this table right now. Yeah, and they're all in your hands, not mine. Because <laughs> I have they're two. All, they're all not... ru- running this podcast. Well, that's could be run otherwise. It just happens to be your computer. Um, but anyway, so a couple market share things. If you happen to be you know, muted. <laughs> it, it, you can't do that I'll, to me, I'll blame, Brian. Blame the Apple you can't product. can't do that. Blame the Apple product. Yeah, well, fine. I will blame the Apple product. Anyway, uh, so um, Microsoft's product of Bing is the number two in market share. Do you have a guess on what percent of market share that Bing has? Mm, 12. 2.5. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yeah, they are a, a uh, solid number two, but... I believe uh, Google is like 80 to 90% or something like that. There's a couple like hodgepodge miscellaneous stuff that go into it. How They can't be a solid 2% though. Oh, it, like no one's close to them in number three. Like three is like 0.5% kind of thing. Yeah, but, but then Google has to be way higher. Oh, it is. It's significantly It's got to be like 95%. Then. Well, there's a lot of like, I think even 
Ask Jeeves still exists. Oh, um, man. Like, there's, wow. there's a lot of, like... That takes you back. Yeah, yeah. For email, Outlook slash MSN now uh, is number three. They own 12% of the market share. Uh, there's a lot of um, Apple there. There's a lot of other ones uh, in the mix. Uh, web browser, they're number three. Do you have a guess for Internet Explorer slash Edge? What percentage they have of the uh, web browser market share? Five. Not bad. Nine uh, percent. They still have oh, a, a following, I, which I thought was actually interesting because because Internet Explorer is included in this. Internet Explorer, what I heard uh, in the last year or so is that they've just stopped investing in Internet Explorer. Like if you have Internet Explorer right now, get rid of it. At least upgrade to Edge. Um, really? Internet Explorer is a dead product for them. They'll still have it, but they're not going to send updates to it. It's like it just is living in the past. I've heard that Edge is worse. Well, it may be worse in terms of like there's new technologies, like different preferences. But in all actuality, Microsoft does a lot of good things. The web browser should not be one of the things that it does well. It isn't one of the things they do well. So you should be on Google Chrome or you should be on Firefox or any of those. Although I was interested to see that Firefox was, I think, right around the same percentage. Do you remember Netscape Navigator? Yeah, I do. I haven't heard that in 10 years. Um, I don't. I probably downloaded it at one point. Ooh, what was that one that was kind of like Firefox? Oh, it just popped in my head, and then I lost it. I'll come back to that one. Uh, Opera? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that was for, but yeah, there you go. It's dead systems. Um, operating systems, Windows is number two at 35%. Behind? Behind Apple. <laughs> um, but that's only because Apple people think they're cool. Anyway, uh, that is mostly because they own, um, I believe it's 80, 87% of the market. I want to look this up. I think it's 87% of the market share in like like a ton of other countries um, where a- Apple's like super powerful in the United States. And so there's a good competition there. But in, in like, I want to say Russia and like Africa or so, I don't know. It's just basically completely dominated by it. Um, but I'll, I'll look that one up too. But, and then game gaming console. This one actually really shocked me that uh, Xbox is also number two. Uh, they have 42% of market share. Uh, behind uh, PS4 or Sony. Yep. Um, Nintendo is significantly far behind. They're only like two or three percent. Wow! Really? Mm-hmm. That that. So, what? Uh, PlayStation or Sony was like fifty? Yeah, I think they're. It, it wasn't much higher. I'll uh, I'll look that one. Still up surprising too. that they're that high of percentage. It really isn't much. I would have thought from more a closer console, to like. 30 high 30s for sony and you know maybe mid 30s for xbox yeah this is it here uh so uh, xbox is 42 percent playstation is actually 57 percent nintendo is 1.5 percent um which uh the system that i was blanking on was called switch not wii u that's like five systems ago that uh Math doesn't add up. 42. Well, there's there's crossover. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and so, yeah, so, um, that's, yeah, that's a part of it. And, and those are the three main ones. So actually this adds up to be less than a hundred percent. If that makes sense. 56 or 57 plus 42. I don't know. It does add up. Yeah. Oh, 57 plus 42 plus basically two. It adds up or at least is close enough. It's not, it's not wrong. It's just the I'm, I'm rounding. So anyway, um, I wanted to pull a couple of fun stacks. Uh, Microsoft is very proud of these things. Uh, so I wanted to pull them out. They are very random, but, uh, with a sound level of negative 20.6 decibels, Microsoft's Anchotic Chamber chamber holds the Guinness World Record, if uh, you'll remember, that was our topic from last week, uh, for world's quietest place. It's just a few decibels off the lowest sound theorized by scientists. It's be- below? It's just like, a few decibels off, so it's oh, probably like slightly above. higher than okay. what I was going to say. They, they, like, say they, they can't even imagine it. That's how <laughs> the, that this place cannot exist. Which, which is funny when you think about it, like theorizing quietness, like just nothing. Um, yeah. But it's like, yeah, I theorize nothingness. Speaking oh, it's of that, just a little bit off. I, that. I, I've heard that there's a place in the Olympic National Forest that is supposed to be the like most quiet natural place in the world oh because there's there no, no animals no no commercial noise no uh water no yeah like interesting i mean that's that's cool yeah um i don't know if i would want that though i want would want nature sounds then well i mean nothing. i'm sure there's like chirping it like but it's like, not that quiet then brian well but i mean you can't find that very many places it's true that's fair um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Nonetheless, I'd be curious to try that out. I don't know where it is, but I would guess it's in, in Washington. Cortana, uh, Microsoft's intelligent assistant, uh, has been asked 18 billion questions since its launch. Uh, Microsoft used a branch of artificial intelligence called reinforcement learning to master the Atari 2600 version of Mrs. Pac-Man and get a maximum score hmm. of 999,990. I would love to be on a project like that. Like my job now is to figure out figure how, out how to solve Mrs. Pac-Man by technology. That'd be cool. I would suck at it, but I, that'd be cool. What do you do when you're done? Well, then you move on to some other video game, I guess. Maybe that, if that's your job, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Um, So since 2012, Microsoft has operated 100% carbon neutral around the world. Good for them. Seven. Oh, this one I had to do some added research because my nerd toggle was was switched on. Um, 17, oh man, 17 billion, 179 million, 869,184 cells in Excel. That's the maximum that you can have. Each, each worksheet has 1,048,576 rows and 16,384 columns. Uh, that equates to 17 billion. It's kind of weird that they're not identical. 
Yeah, but you typically it's more often to see a higher uh, row count than a column count. Granted, how often are, do you have but you what? Know, over a million rows? Actually, that's I have. Sorry, I take that back. I've had an Excel document that I've been working on that has over a million rows. It doesn't have 16,000 columns, but has over a million rows. And it like it basically breaks. I didn't know what the limit was, but it basically breaks. So I was I was very curious, you know, once you get into the, those data cells or those data, those documents are very heavy um, in size. Um, and then the last one isn't a stat, but um, according to to Microsoft, the most used products by theirs are Word, followed by Excel, followed by Outlook, followed by PowerPoint. Hmm. So I don't know if that's surprising or not, but didn't you design our logo in PowerPoint? I did. I'm a big PowerPoint guy. Big <laughs> PowerPoint guy. So if you love our logo, then it's because of PowerPoint and my skills. And if you hate it, don't say anything. <laughs> so, uh, Listener X is probably... He was pretty mad at me yeah. when... Uh, Listener X has some design skills, and uh, he was pretty mad that I went ahead and designed this logo um, without consulting him. And, you know, sometimes you just got to use your creative freedoms in PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, and, and your friendship with Listener X being on the line, let's do some friendship test. We just become best friends. Yep. All right, Brian. So the first one, uh, and we could probably go through this one pretty quick, but uh, are you, do you use Bing at all, Brian? No. Or are you, you use Google? Okay. Yeah. When was the, did you ever really use Bing? Uh, no. Okay. I, I don't I don't think I've ever really used Bing. Now I will say I was not a big Googler go, growing up. I don't think I really. I don't think it was a big thing. Like, and as Google was just a player, right? Like, ask I remember Ask Jeeves was. Yeah. It almost felt more fun as a, a kid. You'd, you'd rather Ask Jeeves than Google something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I I, I never really used Bing. Uh, I think the only time would be when I was, you know, forced to use Internet Explorer, and then like Bing would automatically come mm, up. Yep. Um, but yeah, and then uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I I think I type into the URL address bar more than I do like going to Google.com and searching on Google.com. So it's really whatever the default search engine is for my, you know, web browser. Sure. Um, which leads me to another question. How often are you, do you ever go into that search bar and type in Google? Uh, I have. Yeah. Because I do it all the time. <laughs> And I don't do it very often. I, I I don't do it every time, but I do it a lot. Yeah. And I think, I think the most googled word is Google, which is really interesting because a lot of people that have the search engine, though, like yeah. they do the same thing I do. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Google's up there, if not the top word googled um, when you're searching for stuff. Yeah. Anyway, Hotmail. Do you have a Hotmail account or Gmail? I did. I, oh yeah. I started out with Hotmail because here's the thing. Remember Gmail. You actually, I believe you had to be invited to. Mm-hmm. There, there yeah, was when a they first launch. Yeah, when they first launched. So Hotmail was actually the the free email account 
you know, for everybody to get. And so I, th- I still have mine, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't really use it, but yeah, I, I, I definitely had Hotmail, had MSN um, for a little bit, but then I shifted over to Gmail, and then I was I've kind of been in Gmail ever since. Though yeah. I don't love Gmail either. Like I actually really like Outlook uh, right now. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. Yeah, I just think I, I live. I spend most of my day you know operating within outlook Mm -hmm. and gmail is kind of a personal thing and it's really just a junk folder for every promotional thing that they want to send me i do think gmail sorts it very well though they do they do yeah but i I think i think outlook struggles with that but what was your growing up what was your favorite game that came installed or maybe it's still your favorite game installed when when windows is installed on your computer so i have a couple of coming to mind that i can think of but can you list off what games you think of or i'll i'll start and then you fill out if there's other games that i'm not thinking of i can think of solitaire yep i think of minesweeper yep and i'm trying to think of other ones that were impactful there was another card game hearts maybe mm-hmm. um yeah but for me, I think it has to be Minesweeper because that's the first one that um, really resonates. I remember only playing it there, whereas Solitaire is like, oh, I can play Solitaire with a deck of cards. And I always, you know, had a deck of cards around the house. So probably Minesweeper for me. Yep. Yeah. So I don't remember any other games that. Okay. And, and you know, somebody's probably going to chime in. Oh, nope. Got one more. What's that? Black Hole Pinball. Oh, I remember I that was game. Good at that game. Oh, that one, that one, weirdly more than Minesweeper brings back memories. So maybe I played that game a little bit more. Yeah, but I'll, I'll give it. I'll give a tie to the both. Chips challenge. Do you remember that game? Nope. Where you'd go and collect the keys and the chips and unlock doors and portals. Maybe if I saw it, but I can't. I, I look can't it up. Think of it. Look uh, it up. I will. Ski free. Nope. I heard it. Jez ball? No. The, the the balls that would bounce and you had to isolate them to a certain area. Look these up. All right, I will. What was that one that you you said I need to look up? Chips Challenge is what it's called. Interesting. Uh, nope. Jez ball? Se- never seen Jez this. ball? Nope. There was a Mahjong game. Oh, man. There was a lot of games on there. Jazz ball. What kind of who names a thing Jazz ball? And no, I've never seen that. These are very advanced games. I never had any of these. You must have had to download <laughs> these in addition. Ro- uh, Rodents Revenge played that. Nope. Definitely played that. Uh, and then Pipe Dream was the last one that. Yeah. No, I never played any of these games. This is, Ski this Free. Is, you never played Ski Free. No, I. I don't even. You're like making these things up. <laughs> no, I'm not. Ski free was the one where you're going down the mountain. What the heck is this game? Are you kidding me? If you're telling me that these games existed automatically when you get your Windows, I'm or your... pretty sure they did. I don't. Maybe I wasn't allowed that much computer time. I don't know. I just remember Minesweeper, and I remember uh, Solitaire, and maybe Hearts. I, I and that pinball game. That pinball game was revolutionary. So I'll you know I'll give it that. Yeah, I think they were all came with it. I, I mean, I specifically remember playing all of those video games. Yeah. And, but, like, I, I would say the ones that you listed off, the Hearts, the Solitaire, the 
the Minesweeper. Those are like the the first, yeah, the classics. Um, And so I I would also have to go with the uh, Minesweeper because I I think that's just iconic. Like you can't say your favorite game on a Microsoft whatever is ski free. Like what? I mean, I played it. Ten people played that game. I rem- no, uh, I I think more than ten people played that, and I think more than ten listeners played that game. Speak up if you have. If you haven't, then I w- <laughs> <laughs> I win. Well, yeah. I mean, somebody's going back home, so you you're gonna see face. You're gonna have FaceTime with a lot of listeners this weekend. That's that is true. So that's a fair point. <laughs> I don't think any of them played it. All right. Well, uh, what switching switching notes here? What was your favorite Office product? This is such a nerd question to ask. Okay, I I'm I okay with that. I love both Excel and PowerPoint. Okay. The thing with Excel that I really like is I like the equations, and being okay. able to. This is total nerd talk. <laughs> being able to, like take calculations and you know tabulations from other cells and and being able to come up with some number or you know graph it out or whatever it is i I think that was so cool but then i also like the powerpoints because the transitions (laughs) yeah yeah that's a fair point this is a really tough one for me because i spend you know, with my job, certainly a couple of years ago, I was heavily, heavily in Excel. So I'm, I, I know it well. I'm not the best at Excel, um, but I'm better than a lot of people at it, and I use it a lot. Probably spent about four hours in it today. Um, so that's kind of aligned with a lot of my skills and whatnot. But my gut's saying PowerPoint, and the reason being is I. And I don't use it as much anymore. In fact, I use it for like quick editing of things now, if anything else, because I'm so familiar with the product that I can whiz up. You know, when I when I go into my Instagram photos, and my Instagram photos, you know, aren't the most advanced, but sometimes I'll pull in some some words that funnel over the the images. I take a lot of time on them um, because I'm not uh, skilled in, in Photoshop. Uh, but I'll do all of that in PowerPoint. And I it's just kind of my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And when I was in, especially when I was in college, but high school too, I was the best person in the room always at PowerPoint. Yeah. Without a doubt, like if we had a group presentation, I, I actually would tell the group, I said, I have to do the PowerPoint because not only am I the best, and I wouldn't say it that way, um, but I would just say, guys, I – I'm just going to critique it. Like if you, I, I had, I worked on a group project before and someone else did the PowerPoint and I just said, send it to me now because I need to make this better. Like <laughs> you, there's a certain level that I, I'm not very cocky in a lot of things, but, but PowerPoint, but PowerPoint is, is, one, is of one of them. Wow. And I'm proud of this, that. This is true nerd talk. Yeah. I'm fine with that because it just, I mean, it wasn't even just the transitions. It's the, to making sure that the images fit right, the sizing was correct, you know, the uniformity between slide, like there's so much to hmm. it. I so it's got to be PowerPoint for me. All right, uh, who has a better startup, like 
screen and and oh startup screen um, was that not your question no well i think you evolved the question or maybe i just was delusional this is your I was question <laughs> i was thinking more like better start to the business apple or or oh. uh, microsoft um but but better start screen <laughs> let's just debate that um i mean windows is the best i i mean I don't know what happens with Apple. I couldn't even tell you what happens with an Apple product. Well, it just goes. It's white with a black Apple. When when anytime you like restart or like do an update and you like the first start of a new Apple product is like this amazingly produced little video, and it it's it's one of those things that you, when you get a new <laughs> update, if you could see Brian's face right now, he's just lighting up. Thinking well, about Cause anybody who's bought an Apple product knows like that first startup that you get, you only get that play one. I mean, you could, you could Jerry rig it and, you know, hard restart and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Restore factory settings and get that. But it's not the same as when you get that first Apple product. And I remember when I got my first Apple laptop and I started that thing up, and it's like this, you know, nice mo- motion graphic thing. It's got, uh, I think they always include hello or welcome in a bunch of different languages that are like kind of flying at you. It, it's just a a sight to behold, and it's one of those moments where you're like, man, this is the beginning of this new relationship I have with this computer. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's why I, I know thought... why you're single now, Brian, because you have a relationship with your computer. That's why I thought you were talking about the start screen. <laughs> well, apparently <laughs> it's really big and impactful in your life. Uh, I I can't relate in that way, and I wouldn't even say Microsoft uh, and Windows can either. Um, but I would say... I'm just going to give it to, my, to to Windows and Microsoft just because they have a better a better sound to the, it's it's iconic, right? Yeah, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, so I don't know. I just I feel like that's maybe they're not better, but they're more more iconic. I hmm. give them give them that. Okay. So all right. Well, uh, <laughs> since you think I'm crazy, <laughs> should we do some delusional let's, thinking? Let's do it. All right, Justin, since you are so much of a proponent for Windows and and Microsoft, this will be right up your alley. You are going to be forced to use uh, Windows 1995 95 for the rest of your life. Technology is going to advance, but you have to use Windows 95. Or drive a Model T car for the rest of your life. It's a good one. Okay, a couple quick questions. You said technology advances still. Does that mean that, like, internet advances? Like, can I get access to the internet with 95? Your operating system is still going to be – you can still have access just like you would have. Yeah. But your operating system is going to still operate like it was 1995. And so – ready for that it's not ready for the internet as it is um well i mean the internet was around and it was but it's not the same now <laughs> so yeah. that would be interesting um what about uh office products are they dated as well 
within you, Windows. So it's like literally you get you know, everything that you have from 1995. Okay. Um, so they're there. Yeah. Uh, Bells and whistles. No. Model T. Cool. We're going back. What is this? Twenties uh, or something like that. I don't know. We haven't done an episode on the Model T yet. Might be a good episode. Um, we kind of did it with the traffic. True. That's true. We could do a deep dive on Ford, though. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, Model T would be interesting, but you're not going that fast. And, man, the the parts that you'd have to get to fix things when they go wrong, yeah, that would be troublesome and quite expensive. But I can still get internet the way that I typically want it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... My gut, my gut. Just as I'm talking this out, my gut says the Model T, and I'm not totally confident in it because there's a lot of challenges, and I think it will be a a much more expensive lifestyle, uh, just with upkeep for that. Might be might get tickets because you're going too slow on that the highway. That could be it. That could be it. Um, I would probably guzzles gas. Oh, definitely does. Um, so that's. But but while you're driving it, you're the coolest car on the road. <laughs> Even if you're driving, you know, 30 miles under the speed limit. Yeah. Uh, you're the coolest car on the road. So I think I would go the Model T. Oh, but it's it's still not a great option. Both of these are really tough. What, where, are you, where are you leaning? I, I'm going to go with the Model T as well. I, I just don't physically think I could handle being on Windows 95 with the speeds that we – kind of expect today yeah. uh even if you were to tell me in 1995 that i mean maybe if you told me in 1995 this is what you're going to use for the rest of your life and and like i knew nothing different oh my gosh i would easily take that option yeah. in that scenario because 95 you don't know any different yeah you just assume that yeah but is, i mean not when windows 95 came out it was i believe it was pretty epic it was this is a great operating system where you would still see other people passing you by, though. Sure, but you're not thinking about that in '95. You're thinking about how great Windows '95 is in '95. Yeah, but and then you look back at the Model T, you're like, I don't want that thing. I want my, you know, I don't know what's a good car in '95. Yeah, I but say, I mean, like ten, <laughs> ten years, you know, 2005, and you're still on '95, and everybody else is on. Yeah, how long? Whoa, that was 25 years ago. In my head, I was thinking 15 years ago, 15 years ago. That's 25 years ago. Oh, yeah. I think I'm with you, man. Like 25 years in technology is like a thousand years right. in cars. That, that's my thought is is in my lifetime, it's not like we're going to get to a point where we're fly, like cars are flying. Yeah. Now, the only caveat would be if for some reason the world runs out of gas and my multi no longer works – Sure. That might be the only reason that I would accept going to Windows 95. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a fair point because then you don't have a really strong mode of transportation. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't have a strong mode of transportation to begin with, but no. you don't have a mo- mode of transportation, period. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm I'm with you, Brian. There yeah. wasn't uh wasn't too much debate on that one because we're actually agreeing. Yeah, I I thought there might be, but I, I guess not. Maybe surprisingly, for for one year we are we're getting to know each other. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't think we'll have the numbers, but I am curious of all of the delusional thinkings, how many have we agreed and how many have we disagreed? It's probably somewhere. I know I flipped you one time. You did. Uh, it's probably, so, I would guess, somewhere in the 15% that we've agreed. Mm, yeah, yeah. Maybe 20%. 20%. Yeah, I think that's, that's a pretty good, pretty good estimate. Well, uh, we're, we're actually under today. Yeah, it's okay because we got a bonus episode coming up that you're going to want to tune in and save save your extra couple little minutes for that we're going to feature again i i, I uh, teased it earlier on but we're going to we're going to celebrate our one year with a couple fun stats on the podcast our favorite episodes uh, our favorite comments over the over time um, and uh, honestly it's it's going to be a lot of fun so yep. join us for that episode uh, but this one was fun as well yeah until next time on the quest for 100 